Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You on Blog Talk Radio. Mind, Body, Spirit, You is a collaboration between five inspirational and unique women who have joined together with the intent to assist you in making your life the very best it can be. You can find us at www.mindbodyspiritu.com. There are many live shows and podcasts offered each month, and all are available in the free archives under the Mind, Body, Spirit, You tab at Blog Talk Radio. Our shows cover a variety of topics, healing, spirituality, health and wellness, metaphysical concepts, and scientific discoveries. Many of our shows allow time for you to call in and ask for assistance on your journey of transformation and discovery. We are all aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and our world. And that is exactly what we are here to discuss. So please, join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and transform. Here's the show. Holistic Health Hour with me, Holistic Life Strategies Coach, Aleka Thorvalson. This is a unique show where we talk about all kinds of things and where we look at our lives in a whole new way, tuning into our health, our wellness, and happiness from a mind, body, spirit, and soul perspective. And it is my intention to create a new kind of dialogue about our health, about our bodies, about our relationships, and about our lives, really empowering transformation from the inside out. So welcome, welcome to the show and thank you for for listening. I'm really looking forward to this topic tonight. Much, much, much to say on on the topic. So it will likely be one of the the, the longer shows that I do. Um, But before I get into what I'm going to be talking about tonight, let me make just a couple announcements. Um, The Intuition Series is up on our Mind, Body, Spirit, You archives on Blog Talk Radio. Go ahead, if, you, if you've missed it, you may want to check that out. They're pretty short. They're only about a half an hour each. Part one and part two is up. Part three is on the way, and I'll let you know when, when that's up. I got, really got some great feedback on the series and some pretty interesting questions. I do love the questions. Wow. So please keep them coming, and I think I'll utilize those questions. They were such big questions that I'll I'll use them for show ideas in the future. So if you want to get in touch with me, feel free. You can find me at MindBodySpiritU or through my own website, www.alekasky.com. And I always love to hear from you. you Any comments or questions, show ideas, guests, that kind of thing, feel free, whatever. You know, just sign... Send me an email, text me. Um, You can certainly call me as well. All that information is on my website. Additionally, I wanted to make a note that on my website, you can sign up for my newsletter. 
And that's a great way to connect, stay connected with me because I do put out a newsletter every once in a while, planning on doing more of that, where I announce classes and upcoming events, things like that that are happening where I'm going to be. So if you want to stay in the loop, that's a good way to do it. Also, you can find me on Facebook under Aloha Healing Arts. And I do put out um, information as well as just cool stuff I find along the way. And if you want to find me on Facebook, that's a, that's a good way to stay in touch. I'm also on Google+, but I haven't figured that one out so much yet. I'm still, you can find me there under Aleka Thorvalson. Um, but um, anywho, I'm still working on that one, so you may not hear too much from me on that. And Twitter, too. I'm, I, I'm figuring out the whole Twitter thing. Um, so you can find me there. But um, I don't do a lot of tweeting, tweeting, but maybe I will. Maybe I will. I utilize, you know, those forums, really Facebook, to announce stuff, classes, um, specials, good links, information, that kind of thing. So, and I'm planning on doing some classes in the future, upcoming future. So, if you want to get that info, that's really the best way to stay in touch with me. Okay, I think I've enough businessy type stuff. Let's let's get rolling with the show. This is really a big topic, a great one, I think, and I. I I was thinking about this earlier as I was writing the outline for the show. I could really talk for much longer on this this topic than than even just this this time that I have today. It, really, doing a entire series or um, a class on it, maybe I will at some point because it's such a big topic. And I, I want to start by just sharing some of my inspiration for why this topic um, kind of rose to the top as something that I was really inspired to talk about right now. And I, I think that if you followed my show or you've, you're a client of mine, then you know that I utilize many areas of understanding, many tools to get more information and direction about this thing called life, this life journey we're on, this life school we're in. You know, to, to be able to best assist my clients and also myself. And one of those tools is is astrology. And I think, you know, I've talked about this in the past, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it here, but most of you already know my stance on the topic as well, you know, that I'm really not into that whole sort of predictory, psychic, fortune-tellery thing that you know some of the some of the ways that astrology is classified or used or any divination tool for that matter i i really use astrology to to track the energetic cycles that are happening just like the weather you know that that's like we track the weather i think astrology is a great way to track the energetic cycles or the energetic weather that we're all feeling and may not be able to put our finger on exactly what that is so astrology to me is just a tool to be able to utilize that and you really don't have to know a thing about astrology to benefit from this show i'm i'm going to be talking a tiny bit about some of the astrological um, points that inspired the show, but really it's, and then I'm going to end it, and we won't talk about astrology at all. So if you do know a bit about astrology, you might find that interesting, but if you don't, just keep listening. We're, we're going to bust through it, and then I won't be talking about it anymore. So this show was inspired by some of the astrological events that are happening right now, and so I want to mention what those are, what that is in particular for all my astrological 
um, posse that's listening in. And, and there actually is quite a lot going on right now, so I'm not going to go through, through all of it. But, I mean, there's always stuff going on. I guess that's sort of an easy thing to say. There's always transits. There's always things hitting points in our charts. But lately, especially the last couple of years, it, there is definitely been more of an in, intense cycle that, that's culminating. And as that I'm, I'm thinking about that and I'm making the connection that the current weather is the same way. It's interesting, isn't it, that there's that sort of synchronicity, that there's this, this sort of upheaval and, and, and um, intensity around the changes that are happening in our weather. And it's similar to the energetic cycles that we're seeing as well. So I may not even need to tell you that, actually. You might be feeling the heightened sense of intensity. There's a lot of that happening right now. I have certainly been in it myself. Um, there's been some serious intensity for myself this year, and it's been going on since for the last couple of years, but specifically the last few months. So I thought it would be helpful to talk about some of the arising themes or cycles that are showing up. And the intention of doing that is to give you information to better understand the cycles at play and then how to best navigate through and utilize the energy of the current cycles because they're happening for a reason and there's there's certainly a gift in everything that's transpiring. So that's the intent. The, the current thing that I'm really, um, astrological point or, or cycle that I'm, I'm really um, talking about today is Mars going retrograde in the sign of Libra. And, and that, that's, we were in bigger cycles, but that's kind of a current one. And Saturn is also retrograde in the sign of Scorpio. But, and and that, that Mars um, element is definitely going to add to the Cardinal Grand Cross that's happening in April for all the astrological folk out there that you've probably heard um, astrologers talking about. And then describing what that's about would take a whole other show and maybe something if it's interested, or I'm sorry, if it's interesting to to you all out there, I certainly will. Um, I certainly will elaborate on. But I, I just want to talk about this one in particular in regards to the gift of anger. That's what the show topic is about. So as you heard me say, Mars going retrograde. What is retrograde? What does that mean? What that is, you've probably heard it in regards to Mercury retrograde, right? Um, but what it is, it's the backward, it's the apparent backward movement of a body. Um, or planet. The planet only looks like it's going backwards when in fact it is the earth that is speeding away or by, right, away from the planet. So it gives the appearance that the other, the planet is going backwards. Kind of like two cars on a highway. It appears that if you see two cars, one's going faster than the other, it appears that the other car is moving backwards relative to you. Right, so it's this, but it's really not. They're both going in the same direction. One is just going faster. So, only the sun and the moon are immune to this retrograde energy. And as I said, you probably have heard about Mercury going retrograde because it happens more often. It happens a few times a year. But with Mars, Mars goes retrograde every 26 months. So every two years and two months, and it also stays in the cycle of retrograde longer. So about two and a half months versus Mercury's around 21 days or so. 
So from the way that I use, utilize astrology and the way I utilize it to kind of track these energetic cycles or, um, you know, cosmic weather, so to speak, I, I look at it as sim- symbolically. And, and so if we look at that retrograde, what that means is that the energy of the planet or that facet or force within us that the planet represents is reversed. So rather than moving forward, it seems to be going backwards. It means it is time to go inward rather than outward. Perhaps take a moment to look at our shadow parts, the parts that are somewhat hidden, and then to bring them into the light with the purpose of reintegration and further healing. So these times is is really first about introspection before it becomes about exercise expression. And if you think about that, you know, then, you know, we always hear stereotypically that Mercury goes retrograde and all of our communication sort of goes, you know, kaput kind of thing. That's sort of the um, stereotypical understanding of it. And in a sense, it's, isn't that interesting in some ways that certainly our, our um, technology can be affected, our communication can be affected, but maybe the intent is to go inward. So if we can't express outward, we have no choice but to go inward. So it's a really a good time to listen. And we need those times because I think that's where we learn when we listen. So that, that's sort of the, the energy. So this Mars force within us, Mercury would um, represent the, the communication aspect of ourselves, how we communicate, um, how we connect in that way. Mars represents something else within us, and that's what we're, we're looking at. So just to give you the quick coordinates for my astrological people out there, and then we're going to end the astrological talk altogether. But I just want to give you the kind of the parameters of the current cycle. And this has been going on for a while, this Mars retro, starting on December 25th and really extending to July 21st, 2014. So it just started, you know, December 25th, 2014 to July 21st, 2014. Mars stationed retrograde on March 1st, 27 degrees Libra. And then it's, you know, it's going to go retrograde, eventually reaching 9 degrees Libra, May 19th, where it'll go direct. And the midpoint of the cycle is April 8th. That's when Mars gets full illumination from the sun, and that's kind of an important date just in general, but, <clears throat> and then it's going to leave the retrograde period, as I said, on July 21st. So, as I mentioned before, Saturn is also retro in Scorpio until late July, and we have the upcoming Cardinal Cross, so, yeah, lots happening. So, if you're feeling that intensity, just know, yeah, lots happening, and if you want to know what that means for you more specifically, you can find those degrees, find um, Libra in your chart, find Scorpio, right, find where those bodies are in your chart and then see where they're relative to the, the, the action that's happening right now. So, you know, or you know what, another way, you can call me and I will um, look in your chart for you and we can look at how these cycles are really just affecting you. Um, I don't do a ton of astrological work. I mean, most of my work is, um, I would say the majority, ah, Maybe the majority of it is, you know, just professional life coaching and um, intuitive work. But this is a great tool to utilize. And right now, I'm finding it super, super, super helpful. So um, give me a call, you know, or or set it up if you want to take a look at at your own chart. 
and, and I'm not giving you this information to scare you or say like, oh, woo-woo, you know, ooh, there's lots going on, you know, don't leave your house. Um, no, that's not it at all. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Lots of intensity. Lots of energy coming to head. Lots of endings and beginnings and decisions and opportunities. Right? Opportunities. This is a time of real growth, which is awesome. But it's, it, sometimes that's not always fun. And that kind of brings us to today's show. So are you feeling it? Are, are you feeling the current cycle? Are you having issues in your relationships? Are you experiencing some conflict? Are you having experiences where you have to make a decision or assert yourself? Where it's, you know, are you coming to this place where now you have to make the call? Now you have to make the decision. Are you coming face to face with your anger or your frustration? Is that kind of bubbling to the surface? Are you in situations where you are being asked to define yourself and really challenged to embrace your individuality? Are you, are you going through physical pain or illness or some kind of physical imbalance where you feel either just wiped out or not well? Are you in, enduring? Are you being asked to just sort of endure? There's a lot of this going on right now, and we can feel them personally, and then look globally. Look what's happening, you know, with the latest conflict um, and what's happening in Russia and just around the world. There's, there's sort of a ramping up of this energy this, this, that we're going to be talking about today. So the question becomes, how are we going to handle it? What's the best way? Are we going to allow ourselves to look back and then look forward and make new decisions? Or are we finding ourselves reacting and then reenacting the old patterns, creating the same thing again? Because that's what these cycles are all about, an opportunity to make a new choice. So are we really willing to take a new stand for authenticity and truth? Because that's what this cycle is all about, an opportunity to change a way to disorganize our current way of being only to, you know, half ourselves, we get all disorganized, and then we have to reorganize with a more directed intention. So it's sort of this concept of breaking us open so we can integrate lost parts of ourselves and ultimately find that sense of whole, find that sense of purpose. You know, and that's great to say. It's real easy, right? It sounds awesome. Yay, I get to do all that. But the thing is, in, in essence, it's not fun. I'm not saying this is fun. Falling apart is not typically a process. We're like, oh, I want to sign up for that. When can I fall apart again? You know, when it, it's terrifying, really. So I think this is where understanding these cycles is really important because we, then we can recognize, first of all, what the heck it's asking from us and where we can become empowered, where we do have choices, where we can focus our will, and, and then where we can use this cycle, the energy that it brings up, the changes that, that it offers to grow rather than stagnate. Um, and this is the tool of, you, of astrology, you know, is one tool. There's many out there. I'm not saying it's the only one, my goodness. But it's just one that I utilize and something I'm bringing for you today. So 
understanding it from this perspective means right now that there's a Mars part of us. There's a Mars part of our psyche. Um, it's like a force within, a facet of our psyche and energetic makeup. That's sort of being highlighted right now. And that's what we're currently um, being called to take a closer look at. So what, what is this part of us? What is this part of us that's being sort of brought down from perhaps a place of shadow up into the light? And the purpose or the, the part of this Martian, Mars part of our psyche, is really the part of us that wants to individuate, express, and assert who we are. It would be seen as more of this, that, that masculine side of us, that yang energy. It's our fire, our passion, our drive, our will, our energy. It's the way we announce ourselves to the world. We can, we can call it sort of a, perhaps an advocate of our authentic and individual self. And it, is, it really is the, the individuation process in action. And to correlate that, I can give you um, sort of a, a, a way to, to, to understand it. But around age two, so Mars takes about two years to, to travel around the sun. So around age two, what we have is called a Mars return. So transiting Mars returns to the natal placement where it was when we were born. So if you think about that and what that symbolically shows us as an energetic cycle, what happens at age two for kids? What, what is the, the energy that they're meaning to claim? Well, right? Individuation, authenticity, expression, fire, passion, drive, yeah, mine, you know, I'm me, you're you, separation. That's important. We need that to create a sense of who we are. It's needed. So, you know, tantrums, tyr tyrannical behavior perhaps, this, this is some of the, the ways that Mars can show up as well, and perhaps some of the more shadowy aspects of it. And when we're working with energy for the first time, we usually go all over the place with it. We're practicing with it. So it's okay. But essentially, at its core, we know from studying this stuff psychologically that it's super important for, for children to be able to have a healthy expression of that energy. So that's sort of be, being reinvigorated in us right now, where we're all having <laughs> a little bit of a, a, um, a, a two-year-old crisis in a way. So if you're throwing tantrums, um, no worries. You're right on track. No, I'm, it's true, though. And I've done that. I've, I've noticed myself um, being a little bit more um, frustrated than, than normal. So hence my frustration with the weather lately. You know, I, I was out um, last night putting sheets over all of my new seedlings because it froze again. Crazy weather. And I was so pissed. I was stomping. Damn it, why am I doing this? So, you see, I mean, it's interesting. And that's just a very minor thing. That, um, But there's just this added intensity around frustration. So, track where you are with that. See, see what's happening in your world. Um, and the emotion gifted this part, you know, that this part gives us, this, this part of us, this part of us that I just described, the emotion um, of that would be anger, right? And all of anger's relatives, like frustration, annoyance, pissed, you name it, right? All those other words for that. So, you know, and, and I must say that, like 
like all emotions, anger is is highly spiritual. It's a great teacher. It's a beneficial beneficial force, and it's vital for an authentic and purposeful life. We need anger. Anger is super important, just like all of our emotions, right? If we if we if we're out of touch with our emotion that emotional intelligence, then we are out of touch with half of our life compass. And I spoke at length about that in, a, in an earlier show. So if, you kinda, if you're like, oh, that's interesting, I want to hear more, it's archived, The Gift of Feelings, I think is what it was called, or The Purpose of Feelings um, in, a, in an earlier show. So you can check it out. But we're going to talk about anger most specifically today because I think that's one that we tend to not understand. Anger is a misunderstood emotion, perhaps the most misunderstood, I think. Um, And so how can we best recognize, embrace, heal, and then assert this vital life force that we've been gifted? That's what we're talking about. So think about anger, you know, for you. Think, Think energetically, think symbolically, what is it? Can you track it in your body? Right? Just for a moment, can you, can you bring in the energy of anger? How, do you, how does it feel? And, and for me, um, as I'm tracking that, anger is anger's hot. I feel it in my chest. My, my shoulders want to drop. My chest wants to puff out. I, I feel like I want to get bigger. Right? I, wanna, I feel full. I want to yell. I want to speak. I feel full of energy. Um, which is exactly right, right? So track how anger feels for you. You know, the high destiny of anger is, to, is the courage to assert, to take action, to decide, to protect, to claim space, and define who I am. This is me, this is you. And, and it's perhaps defining who we are by taking a stand about who we aren't. So in this way, we can, we can almost understand anger as our inner warrior and protector and definer. So having a healthy relationship with anger is really critical to claiming and expressing who we are, our authentic and purposeful life. So if we have a flawed relationship with anger, we might be, have a difficult time defining who we are, making decisions. We're going to be talking more about that. But the gift of anger is, is of pure anger, is clarity and truth. And if you've ever been purely angry, just in that clear state of the high destiny of anger, you probably got very clear on what you needed to do. I'm, I'm done. I'm, it's over. I've had it. Right? It's, there's, a, there's a beautiful sense of clarity that can come with anger. And it can also just be our charge or inspiration. And if you think about people, if you think about people in history, you know, people that have changed history, had an effect on history, Rosa Parks, Susan B. Anthony, Martin Luther King, right? Okay, even Hitler, he changed history. Remember, anger can be misused. I'm not saying all, you know, all anger is, is, is a gift. All anger is important. All anger is spiritual. But not all anger um, is is, is graceful or sacred. And that's important to remember. And you know what, you know, all of those people had in common was they were really, really pissed. And they, they had that clear sense of cause and took action. But as we said, you know, before, 
you know, especially with Hitler, not all expressions of this anger or of this energy is beneficial. And as a collective culture, I, I think we have a very flawed relationship with anger. And I'm going to be talking um, about that more later. But I, I think it's important to recognize that I don't know if we're, we're, we know exactly what to do with it. So what does this, how does this translate into our current experience? Um, well, likely scenarios, you may be experiencing situations where you are having to look at your relationship with this force in your life. This force in your life is showing up. So what does that look like? It, maybe you're in conflict with someone or a situation where you are at that spot in your, it, well, you're at that spot that you have to make a decision or take action or claim a position. You have to get clear. You may have situations arising that evoke anger. You know, all of a sudden you're dealing with this force in your life more often. Maybe you're angry at someone else, at yourself, or even at life itself. I've been in a situation um, for the last few months where I've lost two close, really important people in my life. Um, different. They were both very different experiences. But anger was a huge part of it. The, the first um, person that, that passed away was a young woman. And she had a, she had a son, and she, she died of cancer. And there's, there's anger in that with me. I mean, I'm just being real. I'm, I don't, I'm angry about that. I don't think it should happen, you know, especially that ego part of me rears its head up and says, what? That's not fair, right? I don't, I don't want that to happen. And it brings up all kinds of stuff, shadow stuff within me around death and loss and my own self. You know, and then getting angry at God and angry at life. And the, the second person that I lost, was a, he killed himself. It was a suicide. Yeah, anger. Anger. You know, it arises. So it's interesting. Now, I know the grief process has, anger is a part of it. It's okay. It's natural. I'm just noticing that there's an intensity around it, which is beautiful and graceful. But that's, that's the way of it. So if you've been feeling that in your life, if you've experienced these deep awakenings of anger, so to speak, you know, you know what I'm talking about here. You may be in a situation that, you know, that you may need to assert your needs and therefore claim a sense of, of real authenticity. So you may be in this space where you have to say, this is who I am, I've had enough. But then you risk being vulnerable. Maybe letting down that wall of protection or maybe you risk disappointing someone, which is another kind of vulnerability. You know, these cycles are all about breaking us open. The vulnerability is going to be part of it. You know, I think anger arises because it's that protection against vulnerability sometimes. Specifically, what I'm learning going through the process of, of the loss that I've experienced. You know, wanting to push against the reality of loss wanting to protect against the reality of that. Lots of lessons here. And some cycles that we experience, these energetic cycles, are, are really about letting go and taking less action. And I want to be clear that this cycle is not that. 
these this this energy that we're experiencing is about is is about some action. It's we're going to have to move. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to make a decision. We're going to have to do the work. We're going to have to look deeper. You know, we're going to have to do it. And you know, we can go willingly or we or we're going to be pushed, but that's where we're going. We're going to have to look at this hard stuff. And Lastly, I I want to point out how another way that it could be showing up for you. Anger, like all emotions, is a very somatic and physical thing. We feel it. And so, you know, I was was thinking about this. I was was writing out my outline today, and I wanted to make this point. You know, out of all emotions, I think anger might be the most somatic for a purpose because it's that sort of intense, you know, I need to protect myself. And so we feel it very strongly. It works with fear that way. So along those lines, some of what you, you might be feeling is the, the physical sensations of anger. So it can show up in your body in interesting ways. So another way the energy of this cycle shows up is through physical pain, you know, inflammation. Something, so another thing I've been dealing with is a chronic condition that's reemerged like we, we oddly, or illness, feeling run down, lack of energy. So, you know, and, and all of those situations, all of, this, all of those situations trigger anger within us. It sucks when we feel like we are in chronic pain and we can't move or we don't see the way out and we have to endure. That's really, really hard. That's one of the most difficult things I think that um, we, we are challenged with in this life. So if you're in that cycle, understand that this, there, there is learning and there's, there's truth and there will be grace here. It's, it's about finding it. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about now. So, you know, I, I, again, I give you this information to tell you that it is hard. I'm right there with you. I have compassion, space, holding it, right? can be really hard. There's immense learning, though. For all of us, huge potential for shifting, changing, and growing, and I have absolutely felt that as well. You know, I, it's it's tough, but it's okay, and there's grace. There's immense learning. Um, I've had a, a beautiful moment of um, of grace. It's the only way to, to, to kind of describe it: of, of understanding, of surrender. Um, but sometimes it's 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 not always an easy road to get there. It's like we're in. Um, like assertiveness boot camp, individuation boot camp, um, where we're, we're all just in this energy, utilizing it. And it's taking us somewhere, but we're, we're, in, we're in it right now. So we are, another point to mention is that we are, the challenges arise, you know, within the cycle. But we have the gifts to claim them. Know that, too. We're never given the, the challenges without being given the tools or the gifts to, to claim the the what the intent of the challenge is you know and the the tenacity and the courage and the strength that we're gifted right now is certainly there so we want to utilize them and we can talk further about that um in a, in a little bit but i i want to ask you a couple questions just to get you gauging where you are with this energy in your own life how Comfortable are you with your anger? 
You know, what happens when you are angry at someone or something? Really sit with that. What do you do when you're triggered? And then let me ask you a different question, which might be even, you know, trigger more within you. What, you know, what happens when someone is angry at you? How well do you sit with that and what do you do with that? How about conflict? How do you experience and understand conflict? Do you run from it? Do you defend? How do you handle conflict and and what are your thoughts on that? So those are some really deep questions and the intent is to really help you go a bit deeper into those places, those shadowed places, those, those places that you're being asked to go right now with intent, with intention, rather than having to go there by necessity, right? Can you go there? Can you just go there? What about anger in your life? Because, I, you know, I think when I asked myself those questions, I mean, it was great. I've been sitting with these questions for a few weeks now, you know, really, what is this about for me? And I, I think I'm, I was... I am, I've gotten a lot better at it, but anger was something that I was not comfortable with, absolutely not, you know, and, and so I tried to find all kinds of ways to, to get out of it, to either stuff it down or um, manipulate or spiritualize or bypass the anger that I was feeling. And we'll talk about why we do that, but first, why are we so afraid of anger and of conflict? What is this about? You know, why have so many of us snuffed out this just this igniting and powerful force within us? And more importantly, how can we reclaim it? How can we reclaim and heal this lost part of ourselves? So that's, and that really is what the energy of this current cycle is telling us. Reclaim this part of you. Look at it and bring it back because you need it. And I think that out of all of our emotions, I, I don't know, I have to sit with this for a minute. Jealousy, maybe. We love to shame jealousy. We're, none of us want to admit that we're jealous. But anger is another one of those least liked and, and most shamed emotions. So because of that, I think this force within us is, is often wounded and damaged. It's not able to really grow you know, thinking of it as the fire that it is, it's not able to just be this beautiful fire, that prana, this life force, right? It's, it's different. Maybe it's really, really big, and maybe it's just a tiny little bit. Maybe it's controlled. But either way, it's, you know, what we don't claim, what we're not able to claim, we tend to put in the shadow. You know, we know this. And so if this force is not able to be fully owned and integrated, then it's put somewhere else. And we know that when parts of ourselves that are unchaperoned are sort of out there running the show, but they're not running it with our conscious intention or they're unhealthy or dysfunctional, then it comes out as dysfunction. It shows up as dysfunction. So around that concept, you know, you can ask yourself, what early messages and experiences did you, did you get around anger? What, what did you witness? What did you see? What were you taught? You know, how was anger shown? 
How was assertion shown? Did it get shamed away? Did you get a clear example of what this force should look like? Or did you experience the, you know, maybe outright aggression or violence or passive-aggressive behavior or manipulation? You know, I experienced, um, my, my own experience with this was um, physical violence, not so much towards myself. Um, I, I wasn't physically abused, but my mom was an alcoholic, and I grew up with this. And so she, she was very, it was very chaotic, as, as most alcohol houses tend to be, households tend to be. So, you know, I never really knew, it was very volatile. You know, like you light a match and whoosh. It's going. And so I spent most of my early childhood trying to avoid any kind of conflict because conflict often got out of control. Not only that, you know, there was a lot of fighting with, with the men that she was dating, and there was a lot of physical violence. And seeing her beat up and, and having to deal with, you know, trying to stop that behavior or trying to, um, to mitigate it in some way, protect her, and, and because of that, being terrified of any kind of conflict, I mean, you can imagine that doesn't give you a very healthy idea about what conflict looks like. So because of that, just when anyone was anger, uh, angry, I would tend to shut down or overreact, defend or freeze, run. It would put me right into a panic state. I mean, uh, understandably so. And it took me a lot of years to understand and unravel and heal the... The, you know, to understand what this force really meant in my life. Because when it raised within me, I would be afraid of it when I felt it. What, what did this mean about me? So, you know, it's important to track where are you with that? What did you learn? What were your early messages? You know, what happened when you asserted yourself as, as a youngster, maybe two years old? What happened? You know, when you stated your ideas, your beliefs, and your authenticity, were you allowed to rebel? Because that's okay. You know, or were you, you shamed? Was that part of you shamed away? <clears throat> Look at that and see. So you're getting the picture now. And this is what this cycle is all about, looking at this part of ourselves and reevaluating it and maybe doing some work to, to reintegrate it and, and compassionately sit with it for a bit. And unless we consciously change this part of ourselves, then we continue to react. You know, we tend to react in, in, in habitual ways, the same way. So looking at this part, and since we're talking about the, the, this force within us or this part of us, you know, our individuality, our authenticity, this, this, this will part of us, our protector, being wounded, what happens? You know, so more specifically, a shadow dance. What does it look like with this part of us? What does a shadow dance with anger look like? Well, one of the ways that it can show up is we can learn to control or manipulate rather than assert our needs. Right? We do what works. We do what works. And so we learn that if I can control the situation in such a way, then no one will get angry and I won't have to assert myself and then I won't be shut down. So we try to, to get our needs met, to get, assert our needs in ways that are undercover. 
So we control and manipulate. Maybe we'll use the victim. That's that's sort of a manipulation tactic to get our needs met. You know, or maybe because we've denied our anger, we deny or ignore what's happening around us. We're not able to even handle where we need to place our boundaries. We might fall into the bully, the tyrant, or the dictator, which are some archetypes for this part of our our psyche gone awry. So this is when our fire goes out of control, when we don't have any other tools or ways to assert ourselves, so we just take over. Maybe we wall up with defensiveness, defensiveness, and we keep the whole world out. It's just, you know, we're stubborn or selfish or arrogant, attached to our own ideas, too afraid to let anyone else in. Maybe we experience the physical effects of wounded anger. So we get fire that's held inward, the internal fire, so inflammation, pain, maybe digestive or heart problems. Or we get, you know, feeling totally drained or exhausted. This is a lack of fire, no fire. So we, we often project what is in our shadow. And I, so I want to say this because I want you to take a look around you and see what's showing up. What patterns do, where do you need to take a stand? Where do, you, where do you assert yourself and where do you feel like you can't or are afraid to? The people that are, you are drawing forward in your life can show you that as well. Are you in a lot of conflict? Do you have a lot of conflict with people? That's important to recognize. What does that mean for you? You know, do you feel like um, you, you have this physical manifestation that you have a difficult time moving through? And another important note I want to make about anger is that it, like all emotions, but since we're talking about anger, we're going to go there today, it can cover up other emotions. Okay, how does that happen? Well, when we're growing up, as we know, we get sort of programmed, we get conditioned with what is acceptable, air quotes, and what isn't. And emotions are no exception. There's going to be certain feelings or emotions that are more acceptable in your family of origin or your culture than others. And if you think about that from the perspective of our culture, it is it's much more acceptable for men to be angry than women. And on the flip side, we could say that women might be more um, able to be sad or more conditioned to be to be sad than men are. So knowing that, what we really need to discern, we need to be really discerning here and ascertain, is the anger that we're feeling, could it be covering up another emotion? Is there another emotion that wants to emerge, but since that's sort of stuffed in the shadow, anger is the go-to one. So that's an important piece to look at. Is what you're feeling really anger, or could there be something deeper at the core? And going deeper with that, along those same lines, I, I want to remind everybody that the feelings that we have in the present really are, are useful to understand what's going on right now, but they can also be used to excavate the, the shadow parts of our past. They can really show us what needs healing within us, what old stories must be unearthed 
and then felt and then embraced and then perhaps let go of with conscious intention. So if you're really angry, if you find yourself in a place of of deep anger now, it's really important to ask yourself, how much of this energy that I'm feeling is about this moment? And how much of it is about another time? You know, is this energy that you've been carrying with you that got just ignited a bit in present time? Right? But how much of this is about the past? So you want to ask yourself, this thing that I'm angry about right now, have I been angry about it before? Is this a repeated theme in my life? One that I hear a lot of is not being heard, not being heard, not feeling heard. So if you find yourself in that space where you're, you know, irate at the, the person at the, um, at the supermarket for not hearing you, that's how you're feeling once you dive deeper into it. Asking yourself, wait a minute now, is this energy that I'm feeling all about now or is it, could it be about another story, a past that needs healing? So our anger, just like all of our feelings and emotions, can give us amazing opportunities to know just what need healing. And, you know, tracking and asking ourselves the anger we feel at them, could there be wisdom for us within it? Is there accountability that I need to look at? I'm, I'm, and, and usually, just as an aside, usually this is going to be about anger that's, that's tipped over into a place of, of, of the um, forced fire ignition. It's going to be more into rage or even hatred. This is where we start looking at pro- projection and then integration, when we look at everything that we project outside of ourselves. So it's important to track within ourselves what is really going on here. What is this anger trying to teach me? Because anger, like all emotions, it gives us the messages. It gives us the wisdom. And then we can take clear action from that conscious place. And we can move forward from there, which is what what all emotions want to do. They want us to give us the wisdom and then allow us to move forward. Um, and uh, as I'm thinking about this, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to make just a bit of a side note here that, you know, the, the concept, a lot of times when we're angry, I don't know about you, but I'm a very physical person. It's one of the ways that I know um, helps me work through what I'm going through, specifically with anger. That it was, it's been one of the ways that I've really, it's really saved me in some ways, just being able to, to work through it. Um, physically. So the releasing of anger can be incredibly helpful. So this could look like going for a run, you know, or working out hard or even maybe a walk, but physically moving. It could be beating a pillow. That's a famous one, um, which is kind of an aside there. We know that, you know, a lot of, you know, the old psychological beat the pillow or, or beat the, beat the chair with the bat, right? Writing in a journal is another way of expressing this anger. All of that are, are, are great. All of those are, are really helpful ways of discharging or releasing some of the anger, releasing some of the charge. This is, this is the thing. Um, if, we, if we do that, though, without 
getting to the wisdom of it, then we don't actually do anything. And the anger recycles for a later time. It doesn't actually go away. So discharging anger can be helpful in understanding more about what it's trying to tell us. But in and of itself, it doesn't actually do anything. So discharging with the intent to get more clear is really helpful. If, so we can discharge enough of the emotion, right, to be able to have that space to be able to feel more clear about it. Um, but if we, if we rely just on releasing or discharging it, the anger, then we will physically bypass the wisdom of the feeling and it doesn't have the opportunity to actually go away. And, and going a bit deeper into this, I, I want to talk a little bit about boundaries because boundaries and this force within us pretty much go hand in hand. I think that boundaries are really necessary for a healthy part a healthy fire, a healthy Mars, a healthy sense of anger. Boundaries and anger go hand in hand. In fact, you know, anger is the emotion that creates mm-hmm. our um, experience, knowing when to set and how to set boundaries in our lives. And what are boundaries? You know, boundaries are the, the, the space around us that says, this is who I am. These are my values. This is, this is me authentically. And that's you over there. There's a separation which is necessary to create our own experience of this, um, of this world. And we all want to get to oneness. You know, we all want to get to that space of that spiritual truth. We're all one. And that is right. But we can't get there by being codependent. We have to heal the codependency first. And then we naturally get to that space. Because when we feel totally integrated and whole and rooted our boundaries are very fluid. They're very healthy. So, you know, how do you contain, how do you express this part of you? How do you cultivate and claim your authenticity and individuality? You know, we can think about this in relation to what you've learned as well from the the questions I just asked around your history. Maybe you have very few boundaries and habitually have learned that the way to be safe or secure or connected to people is to give your will or to track your energy of your will through another, right? Maybe that's the best way to feel connected, safe, and enough. So many of us get that message. I did. You know, as I was speaking earlier, I would often, trying to alleviate conflict or anger, would often say, what do I need to say or do to make this person chill out? Because I'll do that. I will, I, will, I will let go of my own authenticity to keep the peace. I will let go of my need to individuate or speak my truth to make sure that there's no chaos. So I got really good at tracking my sense of self, my sense of will through others. Caretaking, essentially. Right? And we, we do that to keep it safe, and then we do it to get validated. Because we learn right away that our parents like a certain part of us, and they don't like a certain part of us or parts of us. So if I'm this person, then I'm cool. If I'm this person, then I get shamed or shut down. 
and some more than others. And some of that's okay too. I mean, certainly there's behavior that doesn't work for us and that there's behavior that seems to get the results we want. And we, it's, it's not a we can do whatever we want kind of thing, but there's that balance piece that is so important. So what did you have to edit out of yourself to stay connected to another? Anger is often one of those things. And if we have issues with individuation and authenticity, right, this is claiming our whole selves, we've probably edited parts of ourselves out. So many of us get that message. This is who you need to be. So then we do that. And so then we get the, you know, the question, who am I? And the answer becomes, well, who do you want me to be? And we run our sense of self or esteem through the guidelines of others, the society, whatever. This is what this cycle is about. And when we fall into habits of codependency, we sacrifice authenticity. When we, when we are boundaryless, that's one of the symptoms that shows up. I forgot who I am, right? So boundaries keep us in the space of individuation. And it can be the other extreme as well. Codependence, or I'm sorry, you know, we have codependency and then we have counterdependency. And this is where we have too many boundaries. Boundaries are just everywhere where we say, I need no one. Um, you know, so we have a fortress erected around ourselves. And this is, this is it. I'm never going to change. I don't care what you say. And that's the opposite. Now we're not taking any feedback. We're not tracking the other person at all. So this is what we do in a way to never hurt again. If I don't let anyone in, I won't ever get hurt. I will depend only on me and I will never let me down. That's exhausting. And we never change there either. Right? So the problem with both sides is that there is a massive imbalance where the energy of fire, this force within us of individuation and authenticity, cannot flow freely and the gifts of it are lost. So it's no wonder that we feel exhausted or lost, out of touch with ourselves, like a victim or confused. And in common to all the shadow expressions of anger is this habit of attempting to maintain a sense of will or self-definition or identity without clear assertion, right? without confidence, without boundaries, without a clear sense of our own worthiness. It's almost like trying to get to the end of the path without actually walking it. That we just want things to, to not, be, we don't want to feel angry anymore, so we're going to try to manage or mitigate or change ourselves or be codependent so we, no one's angry, right? And, and anger naturally dissipates when we walk, the, walk through it. We can't, we can't push it away. We can't pretend like it's not there. So this cycle is asking us to do just that to really understand what boundaries mean for our lives, where we need to set them, where we need to relax, where we need to let people in, where we need to learn to need to say no, where we really need to claim interdependence. So this is what we're learning. And as I've said, you know, so now we can really see that the gift of anger is a chance to really claim individuation who we are, a purpose, authenticity. And isn't that what we want, right? Isn't that what we're, we're going for here? That's what we all want to feel, this more whole feeling. 
So anger, when we feel it, we feel the rise of anger, and it says, I need to set a boundary. I need to reinforce a boundary. Or maybe someone has called me on something, and they're right. And therefore, there's an inner integrity, an inner boundary that needs to be looked at. Anger is also an amazing way to own and heal any shadows that we have, any shadow projections that are showing up. And if you want to, I I did an earlier show on um, integration and projection, and that's really about utilizing our feelings, and anger is a great one to utilize, to, to look at the parts of us that we are imbalanced with. So anger is also a chance to be assertive. And this is really the energy of that I want to, um, the force to be, to be embraced and utilized, assertion. What does that mean? What does it mean to really be assertive? Because this is what this cycle needs. The, you know, it's, some cycles are about surrender. Some cycles are about, um, you know, discipline. And, and there's a little bit of Saturn going on, so that's some of that too. But this is really about assertion. So what does that mean? If aggression is on one side, right, and passive aggressive is on the other side of the spectrum polarity, then that sweet spot in the middle where the energy can actually flow clearly is assertion. And there's two important parts to assertion. The first part is clearly stating and letting, clearly stating what it is you need. Right? Clearly stating what it is you need. Not, and then when I say this, it's not from a place of wanting an outcome. So clearly stating what you need from a place of authenticity and individuation is about saying, I don't, I'm not saying this to make an outcome happen. I'm not trying to manipulate the situation to get the outcome that I want. I'm just saying where I'm at. This is me. This is what's up. That's the first part of assertion. This is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. This is, this is what I'm seeing. This is how I'm perceiving something. This is what I need. And the second part of assertion is letting go of the other person's need to like it. And that's hard because we are, we are wired, as Brene right, says, for connection. We want to feel connected to people. But this is about finding that connection within ourselves. Right? And when we're assertive, when we're clear, when we're grounded in that, then we don't necessarily need other people's approval all the time. Not that we don't care. right? We don't want to go into that territory. I don't care what you say. I'm doing what I want. Do you see that's the opposite? That's that other place, that counter, counter-dependency? We want, to, we want to have that sense of understanding and caring what other people say. We just don't need it. We don't want to let our fire be extinguished in the process. We don't want to lose ourselves in the process. It's, it's a term I love, um, how I would describe it. I think it's called enlightened selfishness. Wonderful astrologer Stephen Forrest, whom I think is one of the most gifted out there, talks about this. Enlightened selfishness. Right? This is a vulnerable position, though, a very vulnerable position. It can bring up a lot of fear. Because, for example, what if you're dealing with an addict, Right? And you're just, you're, you're, you've been married to one, let's say, for a while, and you know it, and it's not getting better. Same thing keeps happening, same cycles. Oh, it looks better, it looks better, and then nope. Back to the same thing again, right? Same cycles. 
And you know that right now your call is you need to set a boundary. You've got to. You can't keep doing this anymore. What if you assert a boundary? You deal with this or I'm out. What if that person chooses the addiction? Right? You get the picture. What if you, you know, assert yourself in a certain way, set a boundary with a boss, a coworker, and they get angry? You trigger them, and there's a conflict. And I should do a whole show on why conflict is so awesome, and, and there's such a grace of conflict. But, um, and conflict is, a, is a, a very spiritual thing. But the way that we utilize it is often not, because we go into it afraid. But what if you had to deal with that? Conflict is an engaging and very important process. But being assertive, the point there, is puts us in challenging situations. We, we now have to deal with whatever those are, right, the ramifications of those things. But what you gain is your fire back, right? You, you gain a sense of energy, of authenticity, of purpose and rightness, and you stop feeling exhausted. Living without boundaries is really, really tiring, right? And so... This is what this cycle is about. And that's why anger and courage go hand in hand. So the, the energy that you, you were going through has been described. The cycle has been described. But the gifts that you have right now are also being highlighted within you. The courage, the tenacity, the clarity, the strength, the resiliency, the stamina, the energy. That's what we want. We want to to really hone in on that, right? We, we are, we're being gifted the, um, the grace of instinct. This, this, this cycle really tells us, what is your first instinct? What do you know? Honesty, right? So looking at all of this information, where do you need to be more assertive right now? What's coming up? Where are you angry? And are you allowing yourself to be angry? And can you allow yourself to go deeper into it and seek those gifts? Where do you need to make a decision and take action? Where do you need to take a stand? What have you been putting off? Now is the time to get very, very honest with yourself. Honest with yourself about this. And, and it, I think, you know, we, we're all sort of in that place, and now the action steps need to be taken. So, you know, just in closing, the last thing I want to I say is that I think I've heard this from so many people, um, clients of mine, but I think there's a misconception that we cannot be spiritual and angry. And as I said, you know, life is a spiritual process. I mean, everything has... There's, there's a sense of meaning to it. There, there's, there's a reason why it's showing up. We, we're living in that kind of environment. And I just think, yeah, you can be spiritual and angry. That's important. Flowing anger is a profound gift that actually helps us on our path of transformation or, or spirituality. That's how do you know where, you know, it's how you know what you believe. It's, it's how you know who you are. Anger is a beautiful thing when we can when we can be in the high destiny of it and flow and feel it when we do that with our emotions 
when we can actually feel them and take the, the messages that they're giving us, they naturally dissipate. They've given us the gift, and now they can move on. So perhaps spiritual people, whoever those tend to be, I don't know exactly what that means, <laughs> is um, they tend to be less angry because their anger is a flowing state. It's less stuck. It, it doesn't get tripped up. It doesn't come out in those shadowy ways. So anger is, is, is a part of the path. And wherever you are is exactly right. This time, your experiences are revealing profound gifts within the challenges. And now it is time to claim, to claim them. There's no need to wait. You know, life is messy. Life is messy. And anger is one of the, the, the more messy of all emotions. It's a messy one, right? And, and the, we're not here to be pristine shells of perfect humans, although there's a part of us that really wants to be that thinks we should be, but we're not. So this is an amazing opportunity to embrace the messy, to seek the muddy parts of yourself, put on those boots, and go waiting. Go see what you find. Because it's, as I've said so many times in the past, it's within these shadows that we find who we are. And this is another opportunity, another cycle to do just that. If you need support, if you have questions or thoughts or feedback, find me, right? As always, show ideas, comments, questions. If you want to dive deeper into your own process about this work, you can always contact me at MindBodySpiritU or www.alekasky.com. Thank you. My deepest, deepest gratitude for listening. Um, and I'm wishing you all happy learning through this latest cycle. Um, I really look forward to hearing your, your comments about the show. And until next time, everyone, take care.